job. Uh, that's what that's what sports talk radio is. We're we're gonna sit here and we're gonna scream. <laughs> we we're gonna get all fired up. It's better you better know, the, content that way. And I'll you know I'll pick up for Mike in that. Uh, uh, who was that he was talking to? Um, was it Doug? I think it was Doug from Salem. And the thing about that is our system here, uh, the, the connection, the phone, the microphones. For some reason, a lot of times we can't have back and forth that's immediate. Right. Because when the listeners are talking, the, the, the people on the show, the, you know, you're on the other end and you're talking. You can't hear when we talk to you. So if you're still talking and we cut you off or talk over you to have a little bit of an overlap, the listener keeps talking. Right. And on this end, it sounds like you're ignoring us. I, I know how it works, and I've told Mike that they can't really hear us when we're, if they're not completely done with their thought. And it sounds like, you know, so I can see where the, you could get heated in trying to uh, to really make a point that you're already heated about, and right. then they keep talking. Right. And as a as a listener, just not a part of it all, you're driving down the road going, well, they're just... No one's listening to each other, but it's not a matter of listening. It's a matter of not being able to hear. And so that was kind of the situation where Doug kept talking, but I don't think he could hear Mike trying to say no, 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 and then make Mike's point, which he eventually got to make and, and all, all prevailed. It was, it was, it was great. So in that case, I think we just need a Rome dump button. You get one, we'll put it next to the Boy, computer like that. and I'll get one. We could put it like right here. And then anytime, you know, it's just like, no, like it's like, that. boom, with the sound effect too, where I forget what it says, <laughs> but they have the little like jingle after that they run someone from the show. I don't know about running people. Cause we have uh, more of a coin audience and, right. and, and we, we like our listeners and right. we, want, we want them to continue, Maybe that's a call -in show. Thing. continue to participate. There's uh, a, not going to name any names or few people who. Yeah, could have I been mean, run there are the others that, you can, that we could run. That's true. But I, I don't I don't, you know, really ever want to do that. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. And we are just getting started here with a run of three shows that uh, Mike will be on the road. We'll get Mike on the show tomorrow and on Friday to give us a preview and a review and a preview for uh, this this run down in, in the Bay Area, which I think there's some some games there that you can win. You, you, can, you certainly uh, you think you can win all of them or, or you're not a competitor. You'd hope one of two. But uh, as far as, you know, these games, yeah, they're more even, evenly split with how records are going and how teams are performing right now. And uh, hope for a split and, mm -hmm. and hope, hope for, for a sweep. Try to get a split and see what you can do uh, against Stanford yeah. and California this weekend. Stanford, I mean, probably as low as that program has been in a while in the basketball world. Just not much there. And then Cal's even worse. Yeah. Worse off. So you would think, you know, hey. One of two. Yeah, that it's it's been amazing to watch the two programs these last few years just decline and have confusion and coaching and and one guy leaves and then they bring in another just I don't know. It's it's been mm -hmm. a weird, weird thing to see because they both had uh, some pretty good teams mm -hmm. here in the last fifteen years. And Cal, I mean, they I think they already did fire their coach this year, and they're going to hire a new one, I believe, once did, the offseason rolls around. I think did so. they already make I a, season, so. a season firing? I think so. It was like 10 games in. I'm going to go uh, double-check. Wow, uh, if that's Cal. true, that really got past me. I did not see where, where and, Cal may have made a change. And then Stanford, I mean, we kind of talked about it last year with Jared, is it Haas? Haas, eh? I think it's Haas. Haas. 
Um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's Haas. It's A A S E. Just Mike Haas was H A S S, but people still got confused and call him Haas. But it was Haas. Anyway, anyway, welcome to the show. We've we've got a ton to talk about today. Uh, Thank you, Mike from Seattle, uh, for teeing it up for us. But we were way ahead of you talking about the schedule today that's around the corner you're shaking your head no no i was wrong sorry they okay the, whoever they they hired to replace uh i think Viking jones yeah who f- was fired in 2019 i forget his name but i mean they've not been good <laughs> uh, no no they, they they certainly haven't and we can break it all down um jared Hass, yeah h-a-s-s is the sound right but it's spelled h-a-a S-E, mm-hmm. but thanks, Doc, because I wasn't sure. Even when we were talking about him yesterday, I was like, uh, somebody please say his last name. I, saw, I, I don't want to be the one to have to ask. I saw a lot at the end of last year when Stanford, you know, you know, just continuing on this downward trend, another bad season. I think they went one and done yeah. in, the, in the Pac-12 tournament. And, you know, Todd Golden at San Francisco, the guy who's now at Florida, was, you know, so he's like, oh, he's a hot coaching candidate. He's been very good at San Francisco, and it's literally right up the peninsula. Mm-hmm. From you, mm-hmm. a, ba- a West Coast guy, a Bay Area guy in Stanford could have been like, well, we could hire him. You know, I, I think we're, I, I don't know how to say this any new and original way. Whatever sport it is, we're in new times. Yeah, we are. Because hiring coaches now, what do you look for? Right. Uh, you know, you want a program builder. Right. Can you build programs anymore? Uh, do, you a want, question. do you want do you want an older established guy? Right. Well, probably not because they tend to be the ones who, you know, do things the old school way, and the old right. school way means discipline. I mean, what are you talking about? You're, right. I mean, you you can't talk to me that way. Well, not anymore because they can just leave. Right. And go somewhere without penalty. Right. There are still some places, Gonzaga, who managed to 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 program build pretty well. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, they still recruit very well, but I mean, you talk about a guy like Drew Timmy. Isn't he his fifth year there? Uh, that's yes, I believe yeah, so. And I mean, by the way, Mark Fox at Cal, yeah, he just came over a couple of years ago from Nevada. They're pretty high on him. Mm-hmm. So no, even though they're maybe struggling, he's um, he's not. Uh, he hasn't gotten to the level where they're talking yet, from what right. I would understand. Well, three wins. He, I know, he had a great run at Nevada, and he's. He's rebuilding and doing some things at Cal, but he's still there. We, we used to have uh, Todd McKim on, but mm-hmm. he's kind of re- fully retired now and left the Bay Area to where, um, in fact, I don't even know, is he still doing, he did sideline this year, but it may have been the last. That mm-hmm. I don't know, but I know he's done with doing basketball. I'm sure Cal Envision, when they hired Mark Fox, he could be maybe a little bit more like Eric Musselman, his predecessor. Yeah, that's at, probably at Nevada. What they were and for. Eric Musselman has been a slam dunk hire at at Arkansas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and did great things years ago in yeah. Nevada. And and you know, I I was I called a game from Mike uh, five six years. It was five years ago, I think it was fall of 2016. So seven years ago. Oh my gosh! And it was down at Nevada, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Got a chance to see Coach Fox and the Nevada program. I mean, it's a big deal down there. And uh, all this to say that Jared Lucas mm-hmm. is now at Nevada. And I've been kind of following Jared. He's been scoring in double figures. Oh, that's good. The one thing, though, that I, I wasn't overjoyed about with Jared, I know that he got his double figures points. He'd end up with 16, 17 points. Okay, right. fine. But he shot so much. Right. And Volume he never... Down. 
He, the, if the ball hit his hands, it went up in a half a second. The only person I know who shoots that fast without consideration for looking around and pointing around to find out if there's somebody who has a better look is me. <laughs> <laughs> and how many are you making? When I used to play. Oh, uh, I made more than 50%. No, 50%. No, I was 40%. I kind of want to see this on the court now. The last time I think I played was noon ball about 20 years ago. Oh, my goodness. And I guarded Bob DeCarolis. Okay. Well, Well, they put him on me, and he's actually shorter than I. How about this? We'll make a 1240 Joe Radio Instagram account so we can go live on there, (laughs) and we're going to document to all the listeners on the show how good your jumper still is. Well, the sad thing is, is we actually have a 1240 Joe Radio Instagram account. We do? We just That's news to me. we, We don't do anything with it. What's there to take a picture of? Well, we don't even need to take pictures. Like I said, we could do lives. Well, I mean, lives are very interactive. Yeah, I mean, we could. We should. We should. I'll, we should do that. Follow you and Mike around like an episode of Hard Knocks. It, I'll tell you what. We will. We'll look for it because I don't even know where it is or what it's called. <laughs> it's been that long. We'll look for it and do a live thing because I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do a live. We can show each other here talking in the studio. Right. That'd be. And fun. maybe you can do it quick enough because you're so fast at looking things up uh-huh. on one of the breaks today. I just want to sh- see you shoot now. I'm very <laughs> oh, intrigued. Dude, no, 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 no. You don't want to see me shoot. Are you sure? You, it'll scar you for life. You know why? Because you'll say, I can't do anything that good. <laughs> I might as well never pick up a ball. Well, I stink at basketball. I so. might as well never pick up a ball. I stink at basketball. It's okay. The smoothness I mean... with what that shot is and the high arc, the follow through on the wrist. Oh, you, it would it would destroy you. <laughs> I, I, you know, as you know, <laughs> I've been the I'm trash talker my I'm, whole life. I'm sometimes, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm I seem a little cocky at times, but I'll not be cocky about basketball because I'm I stink at basketball. I used to when I was in school. I think sophomore year, I would you know try once or twice a week. I'd go and I'd shoot around a little bit, dribble a little bit, and I, you know, I wasn't great, but I could at least dribble the basketball and like sort of handle a little bit. I can't even do that now, especially I, like could you imagine. Hooping on a day like today outside. I, mean, I I like to I like to smart off and trash talk just for effect. I, I'm I'm okay. I mean I don't I haven't played in years. Mm-hmm. Back in the day I was pretty good. I was okay. You know I got cut from I didn't make the varsity or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I spent I spent hours every day shooting. Mm-hmm. Went to Ralph Miller basketball camp. Learned how to shoot. Keep your elbow in. Did all those things. I just was. Uh, that was my form. Built like a linebacker, and that's what I was. And so it wasn't going to work out on the basketball floor. But yeah, I still have my shot. But I can't dribble as fast anymore. I played Josh Worden once, and I just couldn't do what I used to be able to do. And that's just an age factor. But it was fun playing Noonball back in the day. I don't know if they do that over at Gill anymore. But, I mean, Noonball meant uh, director of athletics. It mm-hmm. meant coaches. It meant, so just like you know, a scrimmage. anybody in any of the offices. Yeah, just get together and, and make teams and just be like rat ball like you would if you went to a, a court somewhere. Uh, the it mer- was a blast. Four years ago, I think the Mariners did that when they were in Minnesota, and they ended up, I don't know if you, you might remember this story, uh, I think Rick Riz tore his bicep, uh, <laughs> Dave Sims tore his Achilles, uh, and there's one other injury. I can't remember. There's one more. I forget it, but that was yeah. really fun. That's what I think of when you say, oh, yeah, all the administrators and coaches get in there. Well, someone's pulling a hamstring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all think we can do what we can't. Now, I was 30-something, so I could. I could never pull it off right now. No way. Nope. For the last 10 years, I couldn't pull it off. Um, even 
going to the gym and working out and stuff, it's this it's a different kind of in shape. Right. And I would pull every hamstring and and just uh, no, there's no way because I know I would try to do what I can't do. But it was a lot of fun. I I remember uh, going one on one with Judy Spolstra, who was at the time the head women's coach. That was so fun. And I know they had been doing it for years prior to mm-hmm. 20 years ago when I got here. And uh, just a fun thing. Basketball is a really different type of in shape. I mean, football, baseball, and uh, and basketball are all yeah. just so much different. Basketball, I mean, you just need to have longevity. And I, I hate running. I'll tell you what, I, I, love, I love opening segments because you never know where they're going to go. Yeah, we said we were just going <laughs> to mess around. Just, and... Yeah, you never know where they're going to go. Here's the deal. And we planned this for segment number two on anyway. The rest of the show is for you. We don't have any guests today. We're loading up for tomorrow and Friday. I'm trying to get Aaron Fit on so we can say, no Oregon State. Ah, no Auburn. Ah, no Texas. No Arizona State. No Arizona. UCLA, Arizona, or UCLA, Stanford, and Oregon. The only yeah. three teams in the top 25 for D1 baseball. Now here, I'm going to say this. I am not going to all of a sudden say they don't know what they're talking about. Because I don't like that my team isn't in there. I'm not going to do that. I have to stay consistent. We love them. They know everything. So what mm-hmm. do they know that we don't know? I have a feeling it's they're just not really up on some of the new players. Because right. in talking to Mike, I mean, he's like, no, this is a year where they could bust out and get to the get to the dance. I haven't gotten to watch any practices, but I think the biggest key this year for, for the baseball team, it, it is the rotation. I mean, think of how much they have to replace from last year. Just in the starting starting rotation. I mean, every time you go out there on a Friday, you're you think you're winning this game. You're you're all you're ninety five percent certain you're winning the game. And now you don't have your first round pick in there. Who's gonna who's gonna step up? I mean, if I'm just thinking as of last year, I mean, there's got to be someone that someone's got to take that that real jump in yeah. there. Because if your rotation is just kind of average, I mean, yeah, it really doesn't matter how good your offense is because eventually. As you, you know, if you get into a, the Pac-12 tournament, which is the format has changed, so guys won't be as tired this year as they were after playing like 30 innings yeah. uh, in a day. But you wear, you just wear out. So it'll be interesting to see. By the way, when does that volunteer assistant getting paid now? No uh, more volunteer assistants. So not for this not baseball this, season. Not next season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But about rankings. February and January rankings do not matter. No, they, they do don't. not matter at all. They they, don't. they they get people to click on the game and watch it. Yes. That's, that's all it is. What matters is the last month, really. Except one thing, and that's when you get someone as dialed in and adept at, at college baseball, like an Aaron Fitt or a Kendall, right. Kendall Rogers, because they do know what they're talking about and what are they seeing. So it is a preseason measurement of what some see, but we all say, and this is for good or bad, you know, Beavers are ranked number five. Yay! We love D1Baseball.com. Beavers aren't in the top 25. I still respect them. I still think they know what they're doing, absolutely. Right. So, I, I, but I don't want to sell to myself that they, they're like, the Beavers aren't going to be a top 25 team. I think they are. Right. Now, a lot of that is homerism. Right. And a lot of it is knowing what... It's hard to say. We know something they don't know. Right. Because they we don't. They, they know a lot. They know a lot. But... They- I don't know. And, and that's why we get them on and say, well, what do you think? And what do you see here? And what what's going on with these other teams that are perennial top 25 teams? And we don't get the opportunity to go watch practice. Right. You know? Like, we, we have no idea. We're, we're, we're sort of playing in the dark here. But, I mean, you just look at those rankings. I mean, Ole Miss is number two. 
I would say mostly because they won the national championship last year. I mean, they probably have, uh, have some good pieces there, but they were the last team in the tournament. They were the 64th team into the field last year, and then they won the national championship. Yeah. Does that necessarily make you, over the course of one offseason, one freshman class, one set of transfers, go from, I don't know, they probably would have been in the 40s, you would think, to number two? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. That's the question for the rankings. All right, so we'll get into that hopefully tomorrow or Friday. I put the uh, text out to Aaron, and he usually gets back to me right away. We do have Michael Chaplin scheduled for tomorrow at 12.05 to preview the Beavers' home meet against number 8 Denver, Brown, and Sacramento State. Uh, They had a pretty good presser yesterday. We might have some audio from uh, from Jade Carey on that today. Um, And then who else were we? Thinking about and efforting. Uh, we're gonna try and get a I left track my athlete. Piece of paper in the other room. Track athlete. Oh yes, yes. We will, we will tempt. And maybe Todd McKim. Yeah. To talk about some Cal football. And so here's the deal: the tease is over. Let's talk about the schedule. We'll go down every game. We'll talk about when the bye is. We'll even play the pocket schedule game. Do you want to play the pocket schedule game? We want you to. The phone number five four one four nine seven five three five six University Honda. Text line, same number, 541-497-5356. Downward dog phone line, University Honda text line, same phone number. And we want you to weigh in on what you think about the schedule coming up. The phone's ringing. I'll answer it as we go to break and come back with the football schedule and the pocket schedule game and break it all down for you right here on 1240 Joe Radio. Complete your 2023 home project with Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center. Now with new cedar decking in stock, as well as blue pine TG, shiplap pine, and S4S dimensional pine. Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center also has interior and exterior plywood, as well as domestic, exotic, and live-edge hardwood currently in stock. Complete your next interior or exterior project with help from Mike's Corvallis Bargain Center. Conveniently located off of Highway 34 on Texas Street between Albany and Corvallis. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves! At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing... Plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282. Albin's Plumbing. 
Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. Hey, Beaver fans, this is Damian Martinez, and you are listening to The Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Pac-12 uh, freshman running back of the year, Damian Martinez. Keep him here. Get him mm-hmm. away from that transfer portal. Yeah, hopefully, you know, A.J. Stewart leaving is not uh, not bringing anyone with him. No, uh, there was a question on the text line. Oh, my gosh, is that how's everything going to go? Oh, Dave from Sandy, is it going to fall apart? Is it? What's going to happen to the running game? He's already the second running backs coach to go. So I, I think everybody, everything will be fine. Dave's on the line from, from Tumwater. But before we get to Dave, I mm-hmm. want to just go over the schedule yeah, and take a look at it and see what you think. Now, we can break it down. People don't realize, well, fans do, but on the surface, you don't realize how many angles you can look at a schedule. For example, some of the games. How long will it be in between games so you can schedule your hunting trip Mm -hmm. or your wedding if somebody wants to get married in the football season, which I did the first time, and it was not a smart, smart move. Because not only is it the wedding day that you're missing a football game, but it's every anniversary. So we just ban fall weddings then? I think, well, I don't know. But (laughs) it's just not a smart time to do that. And I I was for it at the time. I'm not blaming anybody. It's just, in hindsight, probably should have. Avoided uh, September way back when. Different life. Now, another way of looking at it is where your buy schedule mm-hmm. comes. Now, we've seen two buys. The Beavers only get one buy this week. And you know what? TJ, it's right in the middle. I like it. It That's comes good. through. Uh, week eight is the Beaver buy after hosting UCLA. But then here's the deal, though. Now, I hadn't noticed this until now. We're going to get to Dave here. Hold on, Dave. You look at this, and it's UCLA on the 14th at Racer then a bye, then two road games. So you don't, th- there's a month in between going to, to Reeser Stadium to tailgate, party with your friends, and watch football. Mm-hmm. A full month. That's too long in my mind, but it is what it is. Listen to, I, I'm, I, let me look at the schedule from last year. They, let me just go that? over, I'm just yeah, going to go, go over the schedule. So yep. here it is for everybody. Week number one, September 2nd, at San Jose State. Now, Dave, while you're waiting in the queue, I... Agreed with you on your thoughts about scheduling a game at San Jose State. However, it's been told to me from, uh, who was it? Doug, Doug pointed this out this morning. Do we care? I mean, we don't like that. We're saying, what, what are you doing? You're, you're power five. You shouldn't be doing that. Well, we go to Nevada, and there is, hasn't been any squawking. I don't remember anybody saying, we should never be going to Nevada. In fact, and then I told that to TJ this morning, and TJ comes back with an even better retort, and that is, well... If you're going for recruiting, then of course you want to go to San Jose State for the Bay Area. Or at least you get something out of it. But, but you don't really get anything out of going to Reno. No, except elevation and casino. Right, right. So, and and I know I I was on Dave's side on this, and so I'm not going to completely throw him under. But I am kind of changing my view a little bit on that. At San Jose State, mm-hmm. week two, uh, September 9th versus UC Davis, that opens the brand new Research Stadium. Then the next week. Straight 
Six, seven straight games without a bye. The 16th of September versus San Diego State at home. Then you get into league play at Washington State on the 23rd. Then you come home versus Utah on a Friday. Friday, September 29th. What do you feel about that, uh, uh, Beaver Nation? Then October 7th at California. Come home to UCLA on October 14th. Then a bye. Then two straight road games. October 28th at Arizona. November 4th at Colorado. Then November 11th at home against Stanford. The next week at home against Washington. And on the road at Oregon to finish out the season. You have one, two, two times this season. Back-to-back home games Mm -hmm. in a row where you're coming back to Reeser Stadium. Now we bring in a gentleman who's been waiting on the line to play the pocket schedule game, even though we haven't really, and you can help us get into this, Dave, break down the groupings, the things that I've already touched on. For example, how long is the longest period of time we'll be away from Reeser Stadium? And it's that bye week and then two road games uh, in October. It's from October 14th through November 11th. Yeah, that's almost thirty days. That's uh, that's quite a gap. Yeah. And uh, but by the way, John, I got to get one. TJ said something. Good morning to you both in the first segment. That I've wanted. Uh, it prompted something I've wanted to say, but I, <laughs> because of reasons that you know well, John, I I, I kind of choose my topical material depending upon who the hosts are. As much as I love Mike and I do, but there's some topics you don't want to get into necessarily with Mike, but, uh, but TJ said something about, he said, screaming makes for better content. <laughs> Mad Dog Root, Mad Dog Root, not, he's my guru now, we all recognize that, but Russo said something recently, which is, if the callers are agreeable, agreeable callers make for bad radio, Disagree- yeah. <laughs> disagreeableness makes for good radio, and you can see why that's not territory you want to take up with Mike, much as I respect his opinion and love the guy. But that's more in TJ and your wheelhouses than Mike's, would you not agree? Uh, maybe, but I will say, I'll speak for Mike on this and say he will uh, entertain any call anytime. Anytime. He, no, I know. He may, I, maybe you know, I, uh, I might be overly severe, and, uh, but uh, I know, but I, I've called in enough times over the years to know that if I get on the margins of some topics, it annoys them to the point of aggravation. So let me move beyond that that awkward moment uh, and and get to the pocket schedule game. I'm I'm honored to be the first one to play it with you. Yeah. And John, let me just start by saying I've kind of recanted a little bit on the the worst part about the San Jose State aspect is not so much that it's on the road, is that they get to play a game before we get to play a game. So that kind of compounds the effect. But the reason I, I cut Oregon State some slack here is that San Jose State agreed to move a game because Oregon State wanted to postpone a game at Boise or with Boise. They had to kind of adjust the schedule, and San Jose State came to Oregon State's rescue. They were the ones that were flexible. So it's hard now and re- to, to criticize scheduling that game when they did Oregon State a favor by adjusting their game so Oregon State could play where, where, Boise in a different year. Where'd you learn that? I didn't know that. 
I was uh, I, I saw something. I, I, I kind of I, I just Googled Pac-12 schedule, yeah. thinking it had been released yesterday because Kane Zano did that story, right? And just 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 found some news. It was last summer that was moved, I, unbeknownst to me, or maybe the summer before last. But that's how I stumbled upon that little factoid. Okay. 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 So there's no reason. So bottom, I'll go and I'll do a little game by game if you're patient with me. Sure. But the, let me get to the bottom line. This schedule shapes up well enough to forecast maybe upwards of a 10 and 0 start for Oregon State. But but the bottom line, I think it shapes up well for a 10 win season overall, which would take us to the next level. So let me. So let's. So you're right, John. Um, the buy. I would have liked the buy to have been maybe a week later. I'm sorry, a week earlier. Maybe which would have been perfect. Six before, six after. And part of that reasoning is that I would have liked UCLA to have come to town a little bit later, where the prospect of crummy weather yeah. uh, was heightened just incrementally. But uh, but Utah is coming in on a Friday night. Which is good. The the crowd will be extra amped, which you want them to be for that game. And Utah is going to be coming on the road on a short week. So one of our toughest games at home with that team on a short week. That's almost golden. And the time of year that game doesn't matter for them because they're kind of a cold weather franchise or team as well. So that shifts pretty well. I don't know if Utah is on the road the previous week. Maybe. TJ can look at the master schedule, but my suspicion is they're probably home the previous week. But it's a short week nonetheless. That's very good. Um, I like the fact that we yeah, got a at California home, school. They're yeah. at home against UCLA they're the previous week. Yeah, better yet, uh, because UCLA looks like they're going to be a good team next year. That should soften Utah up a little bit. I like the fact that we got Stanford coming in. In November, you want a California school or a warm weather school yeah. coming in in November? We got that. UW coming in the 18th, which I had forecast earlier. That's going to be the, the kind of a replacement rivalry game since the Civil Wars in Eugene. But get this, guys, they play SC and Utah the previous two weeks. Mm. That couldn't be better scheduled than it is. That's perfect. I hadn't even looked um, at other team schedules to compare it to Oregon State, so that's great on that. The only game that gives me a little pause is the is the conference opener at Pullman against the Cougs. The Cougs always uh, they play well early, and if they if they if they're out of conference games or successful, uh, that could be a tough spot. You'd like your home conference opener to be at home. That's a little bit of a downside, but bottom line looks like. We should start out of uh, out of the gate three and zero out of conference. Kind of a tough spot in Pullman, but that program's trending downward, so that's in our favor. Um, uh, the UCLA could be a little bit later, but it's in October. That's okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so I think the last two games are going to be the tail of the season. Got, just to repeat what I said out out of the gate, first first ten, you could see where they might win every one of those. The way the schedule breaks. I have a question for you and for all listeners that well, I wanted to make a part of a topic today, too. What is your expectation for Colorado this year? There's a lot of hype, but there's a lot of guys coming in that are four and five stars that that uh, Dion is bringing in. 
I think that's a little bit more scary than the Dion uh, effect, if you will. I think there's a lot of hype there. Let's see what he can do at the at the D1 level. But uh, I don't know. What, what do you think, just on the surface, would be the expectation for you for Colorado going from worst to what? Well, I like the work. Uh, let me come at it this way, John. I like where Colorado's on the schedule first Saturday in November because whatever the whatever the trend effect of prime time being there is going to be, it's going to be established early on. Uh, in other words, uh, if if they get off to if they get off to a fast, I mean, one of the worst things that could have happened. I mean, it's the fact that we're opening on the because we don't. This is the year when we have fewer conference home games the way the schedule alternates you you know you're it's always going to, there's going to be some problem somewhere so what would what would be worse than playing at wsu would be playing in colorado for Deion sanders first conference yeah. home game yeah that's the kind of draw you want to avoid and it brings to mind since we're talking about the same state the worst aspect of road scheduling was agreeing to be the home opener for colorado state in their new stadium. Yes. That's exactly the situation you want to avoid. And I think Oregon State uh, caught a break by playing Colorado where they did. The schedule, the season will have settled in. They'll know what they're dealing with. There won't be a lot of hype with Dion's conference home opener. So I like that pl- the placement for that game. If yeah. that answers no, that's, your question. Yeah, that's a good answer. It's late in the season, so we'll know what Colorado is by then. Because it's yeah, week, be uh, week 10. It will know. Um, if TJ is right, I think it was TJ who told me this, or maybe it was Dougie, on the stadium at San Jose State, it was Dougie. Yeah. He said they were building a new one, and it was going to be half done or or fully done. We may be their new stadium opener. Wow. So That, that, that makes that a triple whammy. That's a yeah, third reason yeah. not to like that. But again... They did us a favor by working, because right. we're the ones that wanted to move Boise to do that. We had to work with the existing and schedule. So. recruiting the Bay Area is big. So that I, I, I kind of changed my view on that and say, okay, that's fine. It, because you got to recruit the Bay Area, and why not play down there? Another game uh, added on to either the Stanford or Cal game. All right, pocket schedule, what do you got? So bottom line, I got 11-1. Uh, and one. You want to tell me game by game? Or well, just tell me the one loss. I, I think the the, the one the, there's no there's no reason to be overly sanguine about Oregon State going into Eugene next year where they're going to be loaded as usual. I I think the Beavs go into that game eleven and zero. Maybe the Ducks the same with all the marbles on the line for a New Year's Day six bowl game at stake. Okay, I heard a okay eleven and one. You're right. That's huge. That's huge. That's a playoff elimination game. That's what that is. Yeah, Correct. It is. If they hold true to what everybody says they're going to be, that could be one of the biggest uh, Civil War showdowns yeah, ever. ever. It, might, it might be the biggest. Yeah. Well, you, know, you guys might, would know better than me. Having, having said that, John, maybe I, I want to pull my horns in a little bit. Uh, somewhere in there, you're going, to get, you're going to get bit by a snake. So I say ten wins going into the Civil War. Okay. Um, uh, I think uh, you know UCLA coming in here. Uh, that's that's a point of vulnerability. Uh, University of Washington coming in. Uh, that's a that's a point of vulnerability. So I'm going to predict 
10 wins, hot with the plus or minus one. You always got to throw in a little dig. Conceivably 11 and 0 going down to Eugene for the Civil War. Yeah, and um, I forgot what I was going to ask you, but it's a good one. It'll come back to me when we're in break and you won't have a chance to retort. That's okay. We are going to continue this conversation, and I want to know what everybody else thinks. How many wins? Though, by the way, the one thing I'm not happy with, not, I mean, not not happy with, but the one thing that kind of, you know, I'm like, and it's the, it's the league that did it, that's like, eh, not wild about that, is the one thing we discussed at the outset, and that is the four weeks off between home games. Yeah, that, that could be, that's tough. Uh, I agree. That's why I would have liked the bye week to have been a week earlier. Yeah. Maybe uh, at yeah. UCLA a little bit. You know, you can always. This is a good schedule. I, I don't want to. I don't want to suggest otherwise. It no, could I be agree. Marginally better along the lines I've suggested, but we got UW and we got a Cal coming when we want them. Stanford when we want them. At Colorado when we want them. For people like to travel to warm weather, we've got at Arizona when we want them. I think if there's one thing I could change with the schedule, I'd have UCLA playing on the 21st and the bye on the 14th. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, Dave. Great call. We're just getting started. Let's hope you prime the pump for us. Okay, take care. All right, there you go. That's uh, Dave from Tumwater. A lot to digest there. There's a lot to digest. and different. Like I said, different ways of looking at it. The segment of time away from Reeser Stadium, the fact that you go back to back because you know you go to a game, you get all hyped up, and then if you if you're going, oh well, we're gone for three weeks or two weeks or yeah, whatever, so they're gone for two weeks. It, it takes you know, it's like oh, that's a bummer. And these are small things; right. these are small personal things, but it's kind of fun. I think when you go, you get hyped up, you see the team win, you go, sweet, we got another one next week. That only happens twice this year. Have you guys ever sat on the show and predicted eleven wins? No, no, uh, yeah. I said I, say, I he, said ten last Dave, year. Dave, without hesitation, says eleven wins, and that the they uh, would be he, playing he, a. He, uh, he pulled back on that. Play, yeah, playing a playoff elimination game in Eugene, win or loss, best. I, I mean, could there be a better case scenario? Here's a question I have, and I, I I should have asked this of Dave, so he had a chance to answer. You can text me if you want, Dave. Um, would you agree or not agree? And just looking at this, Utah, Utah's there going to be. I don't see a game in here where Oregon State can't win. Yeah, there's a couple where I question. So, well, there's there's some like, where they might not be the favorite. So, but but right. last last year, what was the the line? Oregon State going into Utah. Uh, it was ten points, I think. All right, so let's say this year, same thing. There's no respect for Oregon State. Utah's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And they're favored by eight and a half. No. Um, I'd say three. Depending on what the win-loss thing I'll say is three. and all that. Okay. Keep in mind, that they had one loss two years ago before they lost to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. And it never really got mentioned. You know, they, oh, Utah, Utah. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. Um, I'm saying it jealously. And they deserved it. They had one loss. They went to the Rose Bowl. They absolutely deserved it. Now, I'm talking about two years ago and this year, too. But going into the Rose Bowl and even during the Rose Bowl, it kind of got lost on, well, who's the one loss? You know, that's kind of the question that was floating out there. Oh, really? Well, who's the one loss? They never really said it. Mm-hmm. Occasionally drop, well, the one loss to Oregon State and then keep on going. I wanted as a as a fan, as a you know, I wanted that to be highlighted. Oh, uh, that one loss to was Oregon State, who's really on the rise and da 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 da. Yeah. But the Beavers going seven and six was fine. They needed to do, have that ten wins. 
so that they could follow up and say, yeah, and, and put their chest out and say, we were the one loss and watch out for us. Seven and six, you can't put your chest out yet. Ten and two, you can. You absolutely can. And so uh, that would be a game that you could say Utah might, might be favored. Oregon State being at home, it would be a, a smaller favorite margin. And that's just because of the, the recent uh, pub that Utah has gotten for going to back-to-back Rose Bowls, which, don't get me wrong, they absolutely deserve. So we're going to know right away how good Utah is. I mean, they're usually a little bit better towards the end of the season. Listen to their first four games. Yeah, let's look at this. I got Florida, the amalgamation here. Florida on August 31st on a Thursday. By the way, I think that's the first time Florida has come west to play a football game, and a regular season yes. football game in like 30 years. Yeah, because they hadn't been out this far except for bowl games right. when they went to the Vegas Bowl. Right, and now they are taking a non-conference trip to Utah to one of the toughest environments to play across the country. Then Utah will be at Baylor the ne- very next week. Wow, what an ambitious schedule. Yeah. And then they'll be at home against Weber State, probably win by 60, and then home versus UCLA. First four games. I think we will know, uh, we will get a very good idea what Utah is early. Now that's assuming that that, uh, Florida bounces back. Right. The way one would think that they would with with all of their high star athletes. Right, right, right. And Baylor's no no slouch either. They won the Big 12 two years ago. Right. And A.J. Stewart is going to Baylor. Right. Did you see the picture online? No. Uh, I didn't mention this on the air yesterday. I did this morning on the Clue Morning Update. Just out of uh, coincidence, during the show yesterday when we were mentioning and I was getting texts, hey, uh, A.J. Stewart to Baylor, A.J. Stewart to Baylor, okay, fine. I wanted to look him up and read his bio, see that. And (laughs) the one photograph, if you click on his, his name of him, and this is just by chance. From however many years ago they took this shot, it's clearly an old picture, but it's AJ standing there coaching guys, and there's three guys, two of them are halved, so you don't know who they are, and the one in the middle that's has his back to you because you're, you, the picture is being taken behind the players towards Coach Stewart is BJ Baylor. <laughs> Huh. So we're talking about AJ Stewart going to Baylor, and here's a picture of him. Oh, that's funny. Looking at a guy in the back of the jersey says Baylor. That's, that's creative. It's, I like that. Well, I noticed it. I just thought, oh wow, ouch! Take the knife out. But you know what? Thank you, sir, and uh, best of luck to you. Yeah, he There's did. He no did a great job here. Absolutely, absolutely. You you get to be a higher profile program, and people want you. Go get it, and go make more money, and do what you got to do. I, there's no hard feelings on this at all. So the one. The one thing that I circle the most, which is probably, you know, the 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 high profile thing to look at because it's been all the rage this offseason is that Colorado game. Dave said he wasn't sure what to expect from Colorado. No, but I do like and I don't mean to interrupt you too much, but right. I do like the fact it's later in the year so we'll know who they are. We'll know who they are and the Beavers will uh, Beavers will know more who they are. So, first of all, let's like look like we will know, I think pretty quick how Dion is adjusted to the Power 5 level and how he's adjusted to uh, this conference and coaching at a Power 5 level. Talk about Utah's tough start. Listen to this, John. Colorado's first five games, the month of entire month of September, at TCU, home versus Nebraska, Colorado State, at Oregon, and home against USC. I'm sorry, I was distracted by something that shocked me. Please repeat very quickly. At TCU, September 2nd. September 9th, they're home against Nebraska and uh, and Matt Rule. Mm. 
They're still Colorado State at home. Okay. At Oregon, home against USC. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's right great. away. We get to see them and get they will them be tested. Beaten up. Right. I mean well, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, the the roster for Colorado, uh, once August rolls around, will probably be at least twice as talented as the one the Beavers saw last year, if not more. Oh yeah. Just to think about that. How does it get put together? How does it get put How do they yeah. respond to, you know, do it my way or hit the road? Right. Uh, you know, that kind of coaching. Right. That 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 I flourished under that. I don't care. Right. Really, what challenge you want me to do, coach? Right. Modern day player, not so much. So I'm thinking, so Dion, if we're to project it out, his first season they played um uh in Jackson State, his first year coaching there, they played in the spring. They went four and three. Mm-hmm. I'll give Dion a pass for that because weird season playing in the spring, yada yada. But then he went eleven and two and twelve and one. So like he got Jackson State elite. Fast. Yes. So Colorado's not going to win 11 games this year. And then how different is that level versus right. D1 level? Right. FBS versus F- FCS. FCS, FBS yeah. in turning things around that quickly. Can it be done? That's why I posed the question to mm-hmm. the listener on this topic uh, of uh, what schedule topic day. Because <laughs> we have a lot to break down. How... How does that translate? What's yeah. Dion? What do you think Dion? The Dion effect, we'll call it. What is the Dion effect going to be for Colorado? Worst to what? Worst to first? Worst to top four? I'm saying Dion goes seven and five his first season. But if they're going seven and five, well, they're not winning that, at Oregon State if they're going seven and five. Well, they're Oregon State's on the road, right? Yeah, I think that. I mean, if they're going seven and five, that's upset potential. I'll say for Colorado. Okay. I'll say that. Um, let's break. Sure. We'll come back, and I'll tell you what I looked at that just made me go, "What? Uh-oh. Now, come on, what?" <laughs> I'm that's, excited. That's coming up next. Again, the Downward Dog phone line, which is also the University Honda text line five four one four nine seven five three five six. John Warren with T.J. Matthewson and you. Right here, talking schedules. You don't have to play the pocket schedule game. It'd be fun if you did. But tell us what you notice about the schedule and what you think, what you like, the Dion effect, what's that going to be ultimately, and other teams we're not even thinking about or talking about in the Pac-12 conference. At some point today, we'll go over what the non-conference schedule is for everybody else because it's always fun to see well, who else is playing what. And like you say, who's playing Florida? That's uh, Utah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a home and home. So that that's kind of interesting, and uh, stuff like that. So all of that coming up right here on twelve forty Joe Radio. Ensure your vehicle is ready for any road conditions at Beggs Tire and Wheel in Albany. The Beggs Philomath store has closed, but the Albany Beggs Tire and Wheel location is open to serve all of their valued Philomath area customers and the rest of the Mid Valley. Beggs in Albany looks forward to serving you and keeping you safe on the road. Get your tires, wheels, tire services, and repairs at Beggs Tire and Wheel, the Valley's premier source for Cooper, Falcon, BF Goodrich, and Toyo brand tires on Pacific Boulevard in Albany and online at BeggsTire.com. Equipped from front to rear with industry-leading, easy-to-use features, Kubota B-Series tractors are the total package. With high horsepower and excellent durability and implements that easily attach and detach, Kubota B-Series tractors can do anything in any season. See Lynn Benton Tractor and Tangent or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. 
What's your power like today? Are you driving a powerful vehicle or are you just getting there? Fall and winter is coming and Power Honda in Albany has the CRV, Pilot, HRV, Odyssey, Passport SUVs, Ridgeline trucks, and over a thousand pre-owned vehicles to choose from to help you get to where you're going this fall and winter. So come experience the power at Power Honda in Albany or go to mypowerhonda.com. Hey everyone, if you're looking for an appliance like a refrigerator or a freezer or dishwasher, cooking appliances, washers and dryers, or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. The best place to buy appliances at 21 Main Street in Lebanon. They offer install and delivery on the product they sell like Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen. They even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance at 21 Main Street in Lebanon and on the web at kellenbergers.com. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. All right, TJ. We got some We text. got about three minutes left here. We do have some text. Just to get to it, is this a troll? Is yes. this what the, that you kids call a troll? Yes. I, I respect it, Mike in Seattle. I respect the bit. I respect... <laughs> The the intuition to try and get a reaction. Mike is one of I. Mike is one of those guys who likes to say things or do things to us to see how we'll react. Because there's no way you can tell me, Mike, and you know what the phone number is <laughs> that you think the Beavers are going five and seven, and their only wins are going to be the three non-conference games, and then Cal and Stanford. He plays the pocket schedule game, and he writes it down. Let's see, win five and seven. San Jose State win. UC Davis win. San Diego State win. Uh, All the others are losses except for the two really bad Pac-12 teams. Cal losing at Arizona. Uh, Okay, so only they only lose to the Bay. They lose to the. They only beat the Bay Area teams and lose everything else. The two worst teams other than. Wow. Well, at least the show would be entertaining if that was true. (laughs) It's just it it makes me laugh because I know he's trying to get a rise out of us. Well, or, or me, and it's not going to work. Uh, one text that leaked in here at the beginning uh, of the show, not related to the schedule, so we'll just get this one out of the way. Who's announcing the games down in surprise? That'll be Josh. Yeah, Josh has uh, his third year in a row. Boy, time goes by fast. I got five years out of it. <clears throat> and he'll actually not only do surprise, but the home series, and I think on the road. To Cal Poly. To Cal Poly. And then he's going to drive from Cal Poly to Frisco. To start his pro career. Yeah. Well, career for pro baseball. Right. I mean, Which yeah. is, uh, it's a pro for, for Beavers, too. There's, that's a lot of a long that's a lot of baseball. That is a lot of baseball. So it's going to be what? How many Beaver games? Oh, uh, probably four, eight, twelve, maybe 12. 
and then probably 80-ish. <laughs> uh, 80-ish, I would say. Uh, Who's doing Ridge? Was it Ridgefield? Ridgefield? Ridge yeah, I don't know. You should you got do. me. Uh, doesn't pay enough. Too many games. No, it's not about the pay. It's about putting in your time. You I can't am putting start in, my time. in the corner office. I am putting in my time. You can't right now get your job as a janitor and expect that within one year you're on the hundredth floor in the corner office. In my defense, I've already I, I have already done two years of summer baseball for for free. And by the way, yes, you have put in your time here, and we love it. But this isn't like purgatory for radio. No, <laughs> there no. are levels below us. Right. Not many. Not many. <laughs> no. But, but uh, I love baseball, but I don't know. I, I, I like seeing my worth now. Well, I, I suppose that means that uh, bigger and better things are on the horizon. Let's hope so. I the, don't know. The near horizon. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Is Mike trolling us? Yes. <laughs> Not a troll, Mike. Come on. Five and seven. You're not trolling. Call us and defend it. We're uh, out in four seconds. Again, we'll continue this next hour. Roll <laughs> tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. More trouble in the cryptocurrency world. U.S. Deputy Attorney General says the founder of the Hong Kong-based crypto exchange Bitslato was arrested early today in Miami in connection with a vast money laundering operation. 40-year-old Anatoly Legkodimov, a Russian national, is accused of transmitting more than $700 million in illicit funds over the past four years. Business is booming at some of the nation's most popular ski resorts. That's the word from parent company Vail Resorts, which reports a 12% increase in total skier visits compared to the same period last year. That said, visits to the company's western resorts like Vail and Park City fell below expectations because of last month's extreme weather, which caused major airline disruptions. U.S. stocks are broadly lower today. The S&P 500 down 45 points. The Dow Industrials lower by 454, or one and a third percent. And the Nasdaq Composite has dipped 90 points, holding just above 11,000. That's your money now. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickness of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C- If you need a new roof, see Stutzman and Krupp Contractors. Voted by readers of the newspaper as the best roofer in the Valley for 21 and 2022, Stutzman and Krupp. They employ a large team of roofers, so they get in and get it done, often in just one day. Ask about their special winter rates. Estimates are free and there's financing available too. Give them a call or stop by their showroom on Rye Street in Albany. Stutzman and Krupp Contractors. They do it right. CCB number 96728. 
If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs! I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another golf minute to help you stick it from the sand. Getting up and down from greenside bunkers can become routine if you use the proper technique. There are three factors that determine how far a sand shot will travel, how hard you swing, how open your club face is, and how far behind the ball you make contact with the sand. The only reliable way to create controlled distance is to only vary the force of your swing and the amount of sand you take while keeping your club face properly aligned. A couple of basic rules to follow. The farther away from the hole, the harder you should swing with a consistent club face angle. With this in mind, you need to just practice various swing speeds from distances all around the green. If you choose to just modify the amount of sand you take, take less for more distance and more for shorter distances. So remember, to stick it close from greenside bunkers, have minimal variation in your routine. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. Hi, Drew Barrymore here. You've heard the saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Well, that's not true. I'll prove it. With Pluto TV, you can stream thousands of movies and TV shows for free, including my show, by the way. With Pluto TV, there is no catch. It's totally free. So the new saying is, if it's too good to be true, you're probably watching Pluto TV. Pluto TV, stream now, pay never. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Come gather around people wherever you roam For the times we are changing Everywhere things are changing Things will change Something's changing, 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 changing It's true. Everywhere things are changing. <gasps> changing now. But even as Beaver football enters a new era, from an old tempo these to a new tempo. Here we come a lot of number 29 in. What are you going to get? 25 to get 30 now. Five. In the world of the Joe Beaver show, it's still John Warren. Well, I heard he speaks eight languages. And on top of everything else, holds a degree in medicine as well as law. He's very attractive. And Mike Parker, director of Woody Repartee. Hello. 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 Howdy. So the more things change, changing, changing, changing. the more they remain the same. Hi, diddle, diddle, a cat in the fiddle. This time I think we go through the middle. Hi. Well, a 
see you later, and uh, we'll have another little conversation. It's the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. All right, all right. Fun conversation in that first hour here on the on the uh, Joe Beaver Show. Uh, John Warren, along with uh, T.J. Matthewson, Mike is on the road. And we'll have Mike on tomorrow and on Friday for a review and a preview or a preview and a review of uh, Beaver men's basketball, Cal and Stanford this weekend down in what has been a deluged Bay Area. Mm-hmm. We got quite a rain rain spell here today. And yet we're going to see in nine straight days of dry weather. Mm-hmm. So That's good, nice. Good for us here in January. And the state of California has been a perpetual state of drought for years. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, I don't know if completely erased it, but no, good but chunk I, I, of it. I tell you what, I hope I hope they were smart in all of these years and and built ways to capture anything that does come because right. you'd hate to be in in a perennial drought for twenty years. Right have a huge rainstorm and have it just all go into the into the ocean. Well, luckily, a lot of the stuff I think that goes up into the Sierra Nevadas would come down would come down into the valley where most of the agriculture is in California, and which is one of what, yeah, and which is one of the, you know, the biggest economic sources of California yeah. is the the agriculture there in the valley. So you'd hope that um and those plants got a good amount of rain. Yeah, they did. They did. So that's that's great news. Anyway, uh, we learned of the schedule at 10 o'clock this morning. Of course, John Kinzano leaked it, but it wasn't complete that I understood to be the leak. Maybe others did see a complete leak, but, you know, I'm not one of those who will uh, try to break codes and stuff when a uh, some kind of a uh, offering up is going to happen, mm-hmm. an unveiling, if you will. Mm-hmm. I just wait. I'm just patient. Just wait until it happens and yeah. see what happens. And it was only a 24-hour wait. What was the one that people were really into? Uh, back in the day, filming movies illegally and then putting them on the black market before they were released. So like sneaking into a theater? Yes. With a video camera? Yes. Wow. That was a, that was a, That's a hustle. That was an underground business. So much so, it was lampooned on Seinfeld. <laughs> and Jerry... They talk. You have you ever seen that show? Yeah, I've seen okay, Seinfeld. So they talk Jerry into doing it. And he's ah, no, I don't think so. We're not. We're not supposed to do that. And they finally convince him to do it. And he's like ah, oh, he goes no, this is unprofessional. I want cameras here. I want cameras there. I want you know he like he was he was turning it into a bigger deal than just sitting there quietly and filming the the movie and covering the red light with a piece of black tape and. But yeah, no, there was, there was, I don't know if there still is a big mark, but it's like, come on, I'll just wait until I can see the real thing instead of see somebody's shoddy camera work uh, of a, of a movie up on a screen. Instead of that now, there's an entire website or multiple entire websites with full pirated movies that you can get on your watch on your computer. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't venture into, but I've done a couple times. I'm not a goody goody, but I'm also not. I don't know. I just okay. It, it whatever. is a little difficult to watch the movies again. As soon as you click pause, there's pop ups and stuff, and and more. And you know, it's just kind of a pain. Yeah. And, but a lot of these streaming services always already have the new movies on them. So if you're just like really cheap and you want to go around it, which <laughs> I used to, I used to be a little bit more. It's like yeah, 
I'll, I'll suffer through this. You just, again, can't pause the movie or, or like, go back, oh, I want to see that scene again. Yeah. It's just a real pain to do that. Anyway, so. I am John. He is TJ. Mike is on the road, as we said. And this is our number two of The Joe Beaver Show. No guests today. Wide open for your comments and your thoughts on the football schedule that has come out. Um, we'll go over our own picks uh, week to week and do our version of the pocket schedule. Mm-hmm. I've never, ever shied away from doing that. I love playing the pocket schedule game. I also, uh, we also want to look at uh, the, what's the word, the amalgamated or the conglomerate or the the giant view of the schedule for everybody else. The master schedule. The master schedule for everybody else, which I always find interesting to Mm -hmm. see, oh, who are they playing in a Mm -hmm. non-conference? And then you go, hmm, I wonder how they got them to come out there. That's quite a matchup. Mm -hmm. And in fact, what what, what was the genesis of uh, Florida and Utah? I mean, so often it's relationships. It is. For you, uh, I mean, Utah's not a terrible football state. There are some real blue chip guys sure. that play in the state of Utah. So, does Florida recruit those guys? I don't know. But, you know, they must have struck a very nice deal. And, yeah. you know, Utah's a good program. Like, they win. Yeah, they do. I give it to them. I didn't like it when they moved into the conference. They came from the Mountain West, and I was, uh, I was against it because they got placed in a better situation than Oregon State was in, and then I mocked them. But uh, Kyle Whittingham is unbelievable. Oh, he doesn't win he, two he straight needs, Rose Bowls. He needs a haircut, but he's, yeah. <laughs> I love him, and he's such a great coach. Um, and I just have nothing but respect for what they've done, even though I, I don't like them. Get out of this conference. Get out of the South. But then last year we did away with the South and the North and all that. Speaking of Kyle uh, Whittingham. I, I did root for him in the Rose Bowl. By the way, speaking of Kyle Whittingham, Mike in Seattle says he'll talk to us after the September 29th Utah game. <laughs> Mike, the invitation is open for you to call in if you can. I, I really am curious to hear uh, why you only think the Beavers will win five games. I'm not sure. I I'm, personally, I just don't see what about the roster would suggest you're going to lose every game uh, except for the three non-Power 5 uh, non-conference games and then the two barrier schools. I I just don't see it. I don't. Uh, so, Mike, if you have, you're free. <laughs> we did invitation to call in. We'll give you. We'll give you a platform. We did say this must be a troll, but he says no troll, not a troll. So he says that the Beavers will win at San Jose State. They'll beat UC Davis. They'll beat uh, San Diego State, but then lose at Washington State. Lose versus Utah. Defeat Cal. Lose to UCLA. Lose at Arizona. Lose at Colorado. <laughs> beat Stanford, and lose to Washington and Oregon. I don't think losing Omar Spates equates to seven losses. They've got four out of five guys coming back on the offensive line and a fifth guy coming in from Reno who could start anywhere. Right. So you've got, again, a solid offensive line, one of the best in the nation, not just the conference. Upgraded at quarterback have arguably the best running back room in the entire country. You you could argue. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And yeah. the production speaks for itself. You have good wide receivers. You lose Omar in the middle of your defense, but, you know, Easton will step up there, and we'll, we'll, we'll get a better feel of where that linebacker group is. You got the kid uh, coming in from on. Utah, linebacker, yep, safety. Yep. You've got uh, the Wyoming kid who is the edge rusher. Right. Who right. is like a four-star out of high school. I right. Right. Or I think he might have been a four-star transfer. Not sure. 
Yeah. I'm not too certain. Those on are that. separate, right? When and you look at stars, it's transfer stars, right? They do they they post them both what their high school stars were and what kind of what okay. their ranking is in the portal. DJ, for example, five star out of high school, but I think he was a four star transfer. Well, that's yeah, okay. That's that makes understandable sense. because he his numbers weren't great at the end. And your biggest question is the secondary, of course. Yeah. And that is something we'll have to see. But I just don't know if there's enough question marks to 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 be as pessimistic about the Beaver season. So, Mike, if you're free, <sighs> we'd love to hear you out and, and actually and hear I, what you think about this. You know, I want to put I want to put in a plug too for the receivers. Um, with Gould out and other receivers out in the bowl game, the younger guys really shined. Right, as, Silas was uh, great. Silas was fantastic, and Josiah Irish was mm-hmm. was great. I'm, I mean, they came through with some really clutch uh, uh, catches, including in the end zone when. He just got drilled uh, a couple of times, you know, bam, bam, and still held on to the ball. I think I mean, there's some some great depth there. Yeah, and I think how the room shapes up now. Uh, we always, we always say, I mean, there's probably not enough size there for for them to be uh, a truly maybe elite unit. And I don't think any of them are listening. But if someone wants to cut that sound clip for me and say, well, I don't think they're a truly elite unit. Okay, I mean, you guys yeah. can go post it. I don't really care, but. The way I think about it, I'm still pretty high on this group at receiver. I think the combination of Anthony Gold and Silas Bolden is really one of the more underrated ones because I think they're, they've been really underrated contributors in mm-hmm. the offense. They consistent, they catch the ball, yeah. Which is, you know, no offense to Trayshawn Harrison and Tyjon Lindsey, but occasionally they would have some problems with, um, uh, with catching the ball, which is, uh, you know, just not a huge help to. An offense that already struggles through the air when you, you you call the right play, the guy is open, and your receiver just drops the ball. And again, it happens, but a little frustrating. And I and I like what Anthony Gould and Silas Bolden offer with yeah. him. I I just like like you say, I like what I saw with the 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 the, uh, the second line guys in that bowl game. Um, let's go to the phones five four one four nine seven five three five six the downward dog phone line, and right out of the gate is Dave. Uh, from where, Dave? Lebanon, Salem, where are you? I'm the Salem, Salem Dave, but today I'm in Albany. Albany Dave, there you <laughs> so go. I, I call you understated. where I'm working. I call you understated, Dave, because you're so quiet. Yeah. What's that? I call you yeah. understated, Dave, because you're so quiet. I, uh, I'm i hitter. Sometimes I can call him, sometimes I can't. I usually listen every day. Um, so that, And, and I, I listen to you in the morning also. Um, Appreciate that. I, I, get, I like getting in Valley News. So, I don't know that I necessarily want to play the pocket schedule. I kind of agree with uh, Waters' assessment. Um, and I think he's, he's done a better job of breaking it down than I think anybody will. Um, he could be on one of the network shows to, uh, to break down the beer system the way he did it. Um, you know, that, that potential, anyway. Um, as an as an analyst to that matter, but uh, he's he's got a lot of good insight. I I think I probably agree with him. Man, going down the road uh, in the last game, um, that's going to be tough. Just with you know, Nick's coming back, if he's healthy, anyway, that's going to be really tough. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how it takes out. I think I think it could be eleven, eleven or you know possibly a twelve win season, depending on you know if we. If we end up in, in a really good matchup, and uh, just you know, depends on how uh, our quarterback situation shakes out. Receivers, uh, I, I was actually really delighted the way they played against Florida. 
And and not just that the guys perform well, but they perform well against a. I, I think that was the strongest part of Florida's team was their uh, their backs and, and safeties. So those yeah. guys were hitting hard, and uh, they stood in there and took some shots and, and they took the punishment. They, they performed well, uh, so I, I'm not so concerned about that. I, I see another team coming in also. Um, the transfer in. Is, is that what I saw? Your your phone's breaking up. It's hard to hear hear what you just asked me. Your phone's breaking up. Did did we get another tight end that that we brought yeah. in from the transfer portal? From Cal. Yeah, I don't remember his okay. name, but yes. In fact, did we get another receiver too? Either. I don't think so. No receiver. Okay, but tight end. Yeah. Yeah, All no right. receiver. Um, I I'm excited. I'm actually excited about the San Jose State game. Uh, but that's for more personal reasons because I've got a brother who lives in the Bay Area. Okay. And uh, at the time of year, there's a ton of things to do. And I'll just tell the fans right now, if, if you're considering it, California kids are already in school. So I took my kids down there five, six years ago, and we went over to the Cruz on Friday and did the beach boardwalk, and there was almost nobody there. All the California kids were already in school. That's so, a thought. Uh, yeah, that's so a thought. So they have a run of the place. Um it was great. There's just a ton of things going on. I think the A's are going to be in that weekend. So if you want to catch a baseball game also, you can do that. Smart. At the Coliseum, though? Baseball. The Coliseum is a literal toilet. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's baseball. It's baseball. But I grew up in that toilet, so. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) It's like going back to your, man, I grew up a huge A's fan. We went to a lot of games. That was back McGuire, Canseco, you know, those years. Good memories. So, uh, as, as bad as they are now, and as bad as the Coliseum is, you know, I, I was hoping like crazy that they up here in Portland. I can't see that happening um, at this point ever. Um, and it'll, it's just a matter of time where I think they had been probably Las Vegas with the Raiders. Just yeah. Kind of a big scenario. You know, there's a lot of talk about them trying to get out to Sacramento uh, at one time. Dave, I, uh, Dave, I, I've, I've, close I've been hearing Oakland to Portland for the better part of almost 40 years now. Some, at some point, at some time, we get a little bit of a tease. Oh, Oakland wants to get out. Oakland wants to move. Oh, Portland, Portland. And so I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, and, and I feel the same way. Um, it's just something that, yeah. I don't. I don't know if Portland would. Uh, I don't know if they draw any worse than Oakland does, but I worry that you know it'd be a two, three year phenomenon with you know Major League Baseball and if they, they don't have a good team that's that's performing well, then they they may not be able to keep a team there. Um, yeah, who know, knows? I, just, I don't know how much of a baseball town Portland really is. So uh, Portland's a good bit. We got to go. Your phone's really cutting out. Thanks for the call, Dave. Five four one four nine seven five three five six. Portland's a great baseball town. They love the Beavers, but it was AAA baseball when everybody else was was in the fast lane to the pros. Seattle got real big, and this I'm taking this memory back to 76 when the Mariners came in. They built the Kingdome, and Seattle and Portland were on pretty equal footing way back when. I mean, we're talking in the 60s and 70s, and then the Kingdome changed a lot. They get the the Seahawks, they get the uh, they get the Mariners, and they just took off as a as a metropolitan as a city. And, of course, you know, Microsoft and all that helps out. And Seattle just becomes way ahead of Portland then. 
in uh, cosmopolitanship, if you mm-hmm. will, and 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 sports, Economy. sports, yeah. sports. And Portland still did, you know, they drew some people. People would come out and follow the Portland Beavers because, uh, you know, Portland Beaver baseball goes back 120 years and a big deal mm-hmm. as long as it could be. But then once you realize, you know, you're really a big, you're a major market town with a triple A team. And then there has to be some drop for there. There just has right. to be. And a cavernous stadium that, uh, had been around for 80 years, and it just wasn't the good match. Then, through all of the decades and all of the years, because I wanted Major League Baseball to come here so bad, or or any pro sport outside of the Blazers, <clears throat> there would be these teases, well, okay, if we do this and we do that, maybe we can get a Major League team to want to come here. And that was we being city government. Mm-hmm. If we fix this and fix that, but we need to get some help, and we need to raise a tax so that we can build a stadium. Well, then you get all the people who don't want their taxes raised because they don't want to fund a team. And I get that. I'm now that I'm an adult paying taxes. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to fund a team or a building that I can never go into. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, if I do, I have to pay $500 just to enjoy a game with a a couple of hot dogs and, and a beer that's 20, 20 bucks. Right. So yes, as a sports lover and a taxpayer, eh, you kind of think twice about it when you get older. Mm -hmm. But now, the Portland Diamond Project, what's different about them, and they've been really quiet for a while, and things got bad with the pandemic and the riots. Right. And they, they really went quiet, but they're still around. They're still there. Right. But what was different for the very first time, for the very first time in the Portland, baseball to Portland talk, there were what we were told through leaking and then some confirmation, not one, but two well, I had heard two, but at least one billionaire who already had the money to buy the team and be the owner. Right. Prior to that, it was, we'll do what we can infrastructure-wise and then maybe attract a team or an owner. Well, now you've got an owner. Right. And that's the hardest hurdle. But then you get, when you finally make get that hurdle done and get the billion-dollar person who wants a baseball team in your town— you get a government, a city government, that doesn't want to help you and do infrastructure mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they allow, you know, the rioting and they don't do anything about it. It becomes a third world country, you know, Portland. Mm-hmm. And Major League Baseball, uh, I understand, looked at that and said, yeah, probably not. So, based on what happened in the last three years. So the thing is with owners, too, they always have this option. They could build the stadium themselves if they really want it. Right. Because... What the Kraken did with their ownership group is they renovated Key Arena on their own. Good for them. Privately funded. It was like $800 million. Yeah. All privately funded. That's a way to get a team here. Hey, we'll build you a stadium ourselves, and we'll have the team. There you go. Did they build it before they had the Kraken? uh, They renovated with the idea. So I think the the building blocks went as – the building blocks went as – the they the 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 ownership group says uh, the NHL says yeah we're, we're, you're getting a team it's like okay but you need to do this and it's like okay the city needs to agree on what they're going to do with this uh, do with an arena so the options were they build a new brand new arena which I was personally a fan of next to T-Mobile Park so you'd have CenturyLink T-Mobile Park or sorry Lumen Field T-Mobile Park and then the new arena right or you dig out Key Arena which to be honest now I kind of like. 
I really do like the the new Kraken Arena. Here's, or a, a, at Key Arena. here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. A year and a half into, or a season and a half into the Kraken, is it considered a success story in Seattle? Yes, because they're pretty good now. They're pretty good this well, year. Well, good or bad, as far as people going. Yep. People enjoying the facilities. Yep. People enjoying prices. Yeah. There's there's people mo- not worried about parking that kind of thing. Right. And you know Seattle's like a pretty high income city, so the the tickets are pretty expensive to be honest. As um, long as they're for a standard, equal but, to what you get the rest right, of the uh, markets. Right. But that is the price you pay for an expansion team because yeah. the first couple of years while they're this shiny new thing, I mean, yeah, tickets are going to be expensive, gear's going to be expensive, food's going to be expensive. I mean, that's what it is. That's what expansion teams do. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what market you're in, it's going to be pricey. But it has been a success. The arena has been a fantastic success. It's probably one of the the nicest arenas in the country now. Uh, had, with had what they you, done. Had you been to Key Arena yeah. and now the new one, yep. what's the difference? Oh, everything. Nothing of the old arena exists anymore. They only kept the roof. Oh, so everything is everything looks all different. the seats got ripped out, uh, you know, the flooring, everything. You enter on the top level mm-hmm. because they dug down so much. It's so unique. Cause I went to a game when I was home for Christmas break, and you um you go down into uh it, you enter on the top level the top you. level of the arena so our seats were like oh our seats are literally right there right because we don't have to to get to the the main concourse you have to go down like two flights so if you're in the in the nosebleeds you're right there you are <laughs> and when you exit you you just get, you out get of your out seats first. and you just walk straight out yeah. and it's good and i like that it's I like that it's in a very uh, close knit area, so there's like other bars and places around it, and you can pregame go go to one of those places and then walk over to the stadium, which you don't get at a lot of places. How far is the stadium? And I I go all the way back to the Seattle Center Coliseum. Right. I went to uh, Blazer games up in Seattle, and then when they redid it and made it Key Arena, which same thing on the same spot, just a remodel. I never I never went to Key Arena, and then it ran its course, and they have uh, the new stadium. How far is that from football and baseball? So, uh, Climate Pledge yep. Arena? No, 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 no. It's on the other side of the other side of downtown. Okay. So, um, the I mean, I, I've Climate been there Pledge. And I know. Yeah, but I can't Climate Pledge it. is on the is in Lower Queen Anne. Okay. So after that, you have you know you have Belltown, you have downtown, then you have Pioneer Square. If you're going south, and then once you get past Pioneer Square, that's where the yeah. that's where the the Seahawks are, and then the the Mariners right right behind them. So it's like it's across the city. Yeah, and I I've, I've been there many times. I just can't. I don't know it well enough to picture it of like oh yeah, North Portland versus Southeast. If anyone wants to go check out a hockey game, I I recommend. It. Oh, I mean, I that, would love to. That arena is it's can you it buy, is phenomenal. Can you get? Tickets for any game, what at the yeah. gate or just on a, like a yeah you can thing? you can get it um you can get it um at the box office. However, <laughs> since we've had many complaints about digital tickets, uh, yeah. So Climate Pledge Arena is you know as you can imagine they they are trying to make everything like renewable and like as little waste as possible with everything. I mean the food you buy on it like everything's compostable, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Your, your drinks you buy you get in aluminum cups. I kept mine. It's in my apartment here. It's pretty cool. But you have to pay enough to have a new one every time. They don't do paper cups. No, you can get a refill. You don't. You don't buy the cup. You just buy the beer. They they have like ten dollar beers in there, which is really shocking. But wow. they do. Um, but I believe it is all digital tickets. So if people can't stand not having uh not having a paper ticket, then it's probably not for you. Because again, everything is about as new as it could possibly get.
So that's just my thought. You, I know you don't have a problem with digital tickets. So uh, I don't like them. I don't love them, but I don't hate them. Yeah, and, and it's super easy to get in. Yeah. Um, it, it it's just it's a really beautiful arena. Uh, I nice. need to get up there. I I really do. That's a, you know what? I'm glad mm-hmm. we talked about this. Mm-hmm. We didn't mean to. We were on the, the Beaver football and the Pac-Bow mm-hmm. football schedule, but Dave brought it up, and it just became a thing. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll we'll do our own pocket schedule right now and, and knock out some of these texts that are coming in. 541-497-5356. Weddings, anniversaries, holiday parties, corporate events, large or small, make them spectacular with Forks and Corks Catering. From delicious bites to signature cocktails, they'll ensure an experience that is a delight for you and your guests. With their fresh cuisine, artful presentation, and polished service, Forks and Corks always creates a spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 588-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. We set them up. You knock them down. Family entertainment for young and old. Clean and friendly. That's Highland Bowl. Bring your part and let the good times roll. Great food. Good fun. That's Highland Bowl. We set them Corvallis. University Hero and 5th Street Growler. Fresh subs, craft brews, and beefs. We're in Corvallis. Can you watch the Beavers on TV? Enjoy your favorite sub sandwich while drinking a cold craft beer or sipping on a glass of wine. University Hero and 5th Street Growlers, that's where it's a great combination. Stop by on 5th Street, downtown Corvallis. University Hero and 5th Street Growler. Fresh subs, craft brews, and beefs. Stargazer Premier Florist in Corvallis knows that the one you care about is expecting a thoughtful gift this Valentine's Day and they're ready to help safely deliver them the best arrangement possible. Choose from Stargazer's wide selection of Valentine's Day flower arrangements and they'll deliver a beautiful, unique gift right on time so you can show them just how special you'd like them to feel this February 14th. Stop in, call, or view Stargazer's selection of holiday arrangements online at StargazerPremierFlorist.com. Stargazer Premier Florist, 925 Northwest night in Corvallis. Ah, the RV life. Carefree living at its best. Find everything you need for worry-free RV living at Lassen RV Parts and Service. At Lassen RV, you can talk to experts who will see to it that you have the right solution for your RV. We carry everything right down to the special RV-approved two-ply toilet paper. Lassen RV and Lassen RV Parts and Service, where friends send their friends. Just east of I-5 on Highway 20 in Albany and at LassenRV.com. You, you sound convinced in our off-air conversation that the Sonics are going to make a a reappearance in Seattle. Well, the NBA says they're going to expand. They've said they're going to expand. When? Um, I know their media rights deal is up in two years. It might not be right after that mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't sound like it's like imminent, but they will expand. And I saw an argument. To go back to your Mike's conversation the other day about scoring being up in the NBA, yeah. uh, a big reason of that is there's just so much talent 
on these teams. There's just there there is so much gifted talent on these teams yeah. where you need to dilute a little bit. Can you when was the last time the NBA expanded? Was it in eighty not the last time they expanded, but like Toronto. When was the last time scoring was really, really, really up like this? Oh, in the seventies. In the seventies, right. Yeah. And then the, how they solved that, what was it, twenty two teams? I think. Mm, I can't remember their numbers. I, I remember when Dallas was brand new in nineteen eighty. Right. Okay, so uh, I remember scoring was way up in the uh, way up in the seventies, and like what helped that one twenty four, one twenty one would right. be a routine score, like what we see now, yeah, pretty much. And the NBA then expanded, and it helps. Then we get into the eighties where there's more like more defense and such, and it, it dilutes the the it, it dilutes teams from you know stockpiling talent on yeah. their teams, where it's like, oh, I mean, our tenth guy on the bench could put up twenty five on a good night. Like well, stuff Dam- like that. Damian's gone forty and forty-four the last two games. Right. <laughs> but then the other guy on the other team does something big, and last night it was Luke. Uh, it was uh, Jokic going uh, triple double. Yeah, I think he had what <clears throat> 36, 36, 12, 12 and ten. And, yeah, crazy. He is really good. And, I mean, can't believe he still had like a sixty, twenty, and ten game this yeah. year. That is, it's just hard. To, <laughs> you can't believe some he's, of these numbers that are coming the, out. He's got to be the MVP, right? At, at this point, anyway. But you would think. I mean, Vegas, Vegas, and Seattle get each get a team. I think huh. that's what it'll be right now. I think it'd be great if Seattle came back because I love the rivalry. The rivalry is great. I mean, a true natural rivalry. I remember going on a whim one weekend 40 years ago, eh, more like 38 years ago. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's go to a Blazer game in Seattle. So yeah. we drove all the way up to, to uh, Seattle, got our tickets, and the Blazers won that game. It was Porter and, and Drexler and those guys. And uh, we had Blazer garb on, and and we got a few heckles. Mm-hmm. We got a few heckles. Oh, I'm sure. All right, let's do it. You ready? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> We've been putting this off for it off. half an hour. All right, we we have a ton of text to get to too, and I'll I'll let you do that because you're good at hitting through them on the computer there. Okay, let's San start Jose off. State. Oh wait, uh, let me let me write your name and my name. Okay, J and T J. Draw a line. Okay, San Jose State. Win. Okay, uh, we both say win. UC Davis. Win. Thank you. That's routine. San Diego State at home. Win. Thank they should you. be 3-0 in the non-conference. That's routine. At Washington State on the 23rd of September. Hmm. Is that right? Did I get that right? Win. September 23rd, yeah. yes. Yeah. Win. Not an easy one, though. Okay. I'm going to say win, of course. That's probably a 60-40 win for me. That's a tough first road game. Uh, I, I also I want to qualify all this. Sure. I can get real emotional on pocket schedule games. Right. And I can rip through them and just look at it and go, win, win, loss, win, 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 loss, loss, win, win, win. Boom, just like that. But then I can look at it with some thought and Mm -hmm. go, well. And then I can look at it with some, well, probably what will happen is. And there are three different pocket schedule results. Mm -hmm. This one, I just want to say, if you look at this schedule, which we talked about in the first hour. Do you see any game there where Oregon State would be a double-digit underdog? Okay, quick look. Double-digit? Or no. let's just say more than a touchdown underdog. No. Even then, eight, seven and a, eight points. Eight or worse. Is there any game on the schedule Oregon State would be eight or worse underdog? At this moment, no. Not I a mean, single one. At Cal, no. UCLA at home, probably not. Because no. if you you know, I know that they're they got a lot of love under Chip and the, and everything this year, but I don't think so. At Arizona, no way. At Colorado, we'll find out. 
Probably not. I think the most. And then Stanford, Washington. Okay, Washington. So last year going into that, do you remember what the line was? Uh, was six and a half or okay, three and a half? Okay, six and a half, let's say. Let's say it was six and a half, not three and a half. You're going into Seattle against a team that, you know, it, with Michael Penix Jr., and mm-hmm. and you're thinking that the, they had a lot riding on the line. Right. I think the Beavers dominated them and shut him down until the last drive. Right. The last drive makes everybody think, oh, oh. No, no. You're in the five-yard line twice, and you don't get anything out of it. And you also, for the most part, Got him corralled. He, mm-hmm. he had some completions, but th- there was a lot of punt attempts in that game. And, right. and, and until the last drive. The biggest uh, Beavers will be a, the biggest underdog in the Civil War. I don't, I don't think that's a very, uh, a very bold statement. And if that's the case, let's say, and, and absolutely it could be, you go into this Civil War that just passed, and you're a big underdog. I think they were favored by. Kickoff. Oh, you're right. They were favored at kickoff, but still, Oregon was Oregon, and they had right. their offense, and they had Bo Nix, and they had uh, their brand. You're thinking, oh, there's no what's going to happen mm-hmm. here, and they're up 21 points. You don't throw a ball in two hours, mm-hmm. and you come back and win that game. Amazing. Going into that game, there's no way they're going to be more than eight point favorite. No way. No. No. Assuming, assuming again for everybody out there, assuming that everything goes well. Right. You only suffer minimal injuries. This year was a very good year for Oregon State. Yep. Minimal injuries that you can come back from. You have, um, you know, you don't you don't trip. Everybody trips in college sports. Everybody and the handful that don't play for the title. Right. Or they're in some final something. Right. Because there's nothing more frustrating especially if you live and die by it, which I stopped doing when I was about 22 because I thought, I can't live this way anymore. I can't live this way where I'm just down and just wears on and you. mad because a team didn't win when they were a 10-point favorite. I can't. I can't. I got to get mm-hmm. involved in something else. I got to do paint by numbers, whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes to not be so upset. I guess you'd call that maturing. I don't probably, know. I, I probably. Don't, I don't know. But, I feel it a little bit more now. But every team will find a game where they don't play well and they lose to someone they should not have lost to. Right. If you can avoid that, you get 10 win seasons. It's. I think the difference is playing well and winning, which is what great teams do, yeah. or playing bad and winning yes. versus playing bad and losing. Yeah. yeah. So. so anyway, okay. so uh, assuming that you don't, you may trip once or twice, right? Because everybody does. But assuming I'm going to maybe put in, I'm going to do the schedule. What I think will happen based on who will be favored at the time and what's mm-hmm. riding on the line, right? Okay, so let's keep going. Wazoo win, win. You're on the road. They one, are getting worse. Yeah. One caveat though. Yeah. When was the last time you won at Martin Stadium? Uh, well, it wasn't that long ago, but it was a good question. So I think what 2011. Was it that long? Yeah, I get I get thrown off by how long something has gone on. Oh, I think it was Leach's first year, so twelve. Okay, well, or still, even still, he's not there. Right. They apparently didn't have a great recruiting class, and they've lost some guys to the portal and some coaches too. Right. So I'm not going to worry too much. Defensive about coordinators State. now at ASU. Do we care that Utah is on a Friday? No. I mean, still pretty early in the season. Some people don't like Friday games, so I don't want to speak for them. 
I don't really I don't like weekday game I, I don't like weekday games in general. It's like the NFL. It's like why are you making these guys play on a Thursday where you don't even feel good until Wednesday, right? And it just increases the risk of injury. But in this case, it's like it just sort of throws off your whole, you know, your your routine. Yeah. So I, I agree. I don't know. That's um, a toss up. I'll say Should we come back to it? For for expectations sake on a Friday at home against Utah, if you if you're if your vision for Oregon State football this upcoming fall in 2023 is 11 wins, you win this game. Yes. Yeah. So, I I uh, I say that all things being relative, and that right. means you're relatively healthy. You haven't really lost any huge yeah. huge huge key starters. Um, and that's it. I, I think I think you win that game. So yeah, we're we're making we're choosing these games based on expecting. What uh, like going along with what expectations are? Yeah, because we can't predict what expectations aren't because they haven't played any games yet. So it's a Friday night. What do you say? Win. Okay, we're we're both undefeated right now. At Cal, win. That's an easy one. Okay, because you're not going in one, two, three, four, five. You're not going in five and zero, oh, having gotten past a road win at Wazoo and a home win over Utah and tripping up at Cal. But there's the trip game. Yeah, there's the game where you're. Seven and a half point favorite, and you lose. Mm-hmm. So UCLA that, that could be against Arizona. Okay, UCLA at home. If you're six and zero, oh, and you're coming home, and you got DJ You'd say um, win. Uuuyagungale, <laughs> you'll get it. <laughs> I don't remember it. It's not a fact of not being able to say it. I don't remember it. Now, but let me think. I'll figure okay. it out. Hold on, hold on. Uuuyungale. Yep, you got it. Uuuyungale. You're not losing that game to UCLA. No. Unless they've got portal guys, because last year's UCLA team versus what we think this year's Beaver team, that's mm-hmm. what I'm basing my thoughts off of, and I say win. Yeah. Well, they got Dante Moore, the quarterback who was formerly committed to Oregon. Oregon. He's now there, and I'm pretty sure he's going to start. Uh, he sh- he should he is projected, I think, to start. How much better or different is he than DTR? Yeah, I I'm not sure. So we will have to see that. I would. Uh, I would say one again, assuming expectations are being met. Okay. Then you got a week to to relax. Then you come back and you go on the road to Arizona. Now, Arizona, I'm really not sure what they've gained or lost in it's the offseason. Neutral. It's about neutral. So they still have Delora, but they, they lost some of their, their blue chip guys, especially Singer, the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's at USC now. Okay. So that... And they didn't recruit quite as well this this cycle as they did last cycle. As we're talking about, where are all these four stars going to Arizona? I'm going to say a win in that one. Right, but that was also half because of USC as it's well. It's also a trip game. All right, Colorado? Well, what did you say about that one? Win. Okay. We're both, they're undefeated right now. At Colorado, the uh, Dion effect, there may be some answers to that that I've asked earlier in the, in the show, in the text. We'll get to that. What do you think is the Dion effect? How many more wins is he going to make in year number one? Is he going to turn it around? Do we need to worry about Dion and Colorado? So I said Dion's going to go seven and five in his first season. Still kind of try to get his guys in there. However, going on the road and playing a seven and five team does leave room for upset. So I'm going to say loss. You know what? I am too. Because I don't want to have an undefeated season on here. I'll get roasted. But at the same time, I can see that being a problem. Especially, you go on the road. You're playing at elevation. You you make some mistakes on the road. Again, they're going to have some pretty good players there, even in his first class. They well, got his son at quarterback, Shadur Sanders, and Travis Hunter, the number one player in last year's recruiting class, is there. Now, with the quarterback 
situation, you have to say, you have to remind yourself and remind him, uh, this isn't FCS anymore. No, it's not. But he was also a four-star. Okay. So the talent is theoretically there. Correct. But when he's been there starting, they went uh, 23 and 3. All right, good point. So but we both have it as a loss. Okay. Stanford at home, they come back, they go, what did we do? What uh, happened to our season? We blew be a, a chance to go to the Final Four. That's a win. Yes, exactly. They blow them out. Home against Washington. We don't, the Beavers don't like them. It's a rivalry game before the rivalry game. Uh, and they got over on the Beavers twice in Seattle in the last four years. Twice when the Beavers should have won, and they just they remember all of that, and they get the win. Win. Okay, we got 11 and 1. Oh, we haven't done Oregon. Loss. Okay. Uh I'm going to say win. Oh, okay. I'm going to say 11 win. and 1, 10 and 2. Yeah. 11 and 1, 10 and 2. Now, on the one loss at Colorado, you could trade that out with somewhere along the line where you just weren't paying attention. Utah, Washington, yeah. UCLA. Yeah. But thankfully again, you get the best teams at home. You do. Yes, you do. It's a really good schedule. My only problem with it is the four straight weeks away from Racer, but that's no big deal. Mm-hmm. It really plays well for Oregon State. Their it, bye comes in a good spot. I'm with Dave. If they just switched the bye week with the UCLA game and made it a shorter distance between home games, that would have been uh, the best, but the the league didn't, and so it is what it is. It really is just two weeks away from <clears throat> Racer Stadium, but well, four weeks between games. Right. Uh, no, because they got a couple of road games. Right. So two plus weeks with those, and then plus the bye. But they're at home for the bye, but not playing. So it's like between games, oh, right? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm right. talking about the experience of right. going to the stadium. Right. Well, that'll make you want to watch them even more. Well, that's true. All right, we'll be right back and then tell you who else is playing non-conference. Right. Who, the, who the other teams are playing text in non-conference. Too. Let's do text, And we'll too. get all the text knocked out right after this timeout on 1240 Joe Radio. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. Do you ever experience headaches or how about back pain? Here at Horesco Chiropractic, we truly believe that everybody deserves to live a life without pain. Our doctors will get to the root of your condition and create a custom treatment plan to help you get back to living the best version of your life. Our patients often say how amazed they feel to live a life with less pain after they have experienced how effective chiropractic care is. Start on the journey of improved health by giving us a call today or visiting our website at horesco.com. Horesco Chiropractic in Corvallis. We really can make a world of difference for you. Have you been putting off that home remodeling project? Have you decided that this is the year to get it done? For nearly 35 years, people in the Mid-Valley have been going to Corvallis Floor Covering. 
Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, countertops, window coverings, and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. What's your power like today? Are you driving a powerful vehicle or are you just getting there? Fall and winter is coming and Power Honda in Albany has the CRV, Pilot, HRV, Odyssey, Passport SUVs, Ridgeline trucks, and over a thousand pre-owned vehicles to choose from to help you get to where you're going this fall and winter. So come, experience the power at Power Honda in Albany or go to mypowerhonda.com. Hey everyone, if you're looking for an appliance like a refrigerator or a freezer or dishwasher, cooking appliances, washers and dryers, or an appliance accessory, contact Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon, the best place to buy appliances at 21 Main Street in Lebanon. They offer install and delivery on the product they sell like Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Maytag, Speed Queen. They even offer service on most major brands. Kellenberger Appliance at 21 Main Street in Lebanon and on the web at kellenbergers.com. Uh, that is true. You can then get your schedule and then look at it and say, that'll be our homecoming. So there is a question on the text line when homecoming would be. We don't know. Uh, if I were to guess, it would be the UCLA game or the Stanford game. Uh, no idea. No idea. And the reason why is because, well, there I don't know why, but, but we went to the OSU website, which did a game story or a story, if you will, on the schedule. And they have a lot of notes, mm-hmm. which are pretty interesting in the breakdown of the schedule. And in every bullet point, there must be 20 of them. Not one of them says which one will be the homecoming game. Because I think they're all really good bullet points. So check OSUBeavers.com. Yeah, I think they'll figure out because that'll be part of the promotion schedule. So that's something they'll hammer out probably over the summer. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to some text messages that have come in throughout the course of the show. Uh, Kyle from Southwest Florida says, Good to see no Thursday games. Hated them as a season ticket holder, and the players probably hate them too. Uh, and now I'm on the East Coast, so I'd like to see them go away forever. As a Monday to Friday worker, they provide a challenge. Yeah, that's true. Even though on the East Coast, though, they would play at like 9 o'clock. Yeah. But then again, I mean, it's getting up for work the next morning, so that's right. a good point. Right. Uh, Phil Miller from Lebanon says, Daughter was planning a September wedding. I love this. <laughs> and asked what, what day would be best. I found our bye week and, su- uh, and suggested uh, the date. She agreed that a bye week was perfect and all good. Later, people told us football should not affect the wedding date. <clears throat> we simply replied by putting it on a date with no games. Uh, we made certain football didn't interfere. Real fans get it. I agree, Phil. People get football games don't matter. It's like, no, they do. They really do. Now, your wedding family and party might be non-sports people. But at some point, just remember this, Phil. Tell your daughter this because I, I made this mistake. And it's not a huge mistake. It's just I made this, and it became a problem every year with anniversaries. It's not just the wedding day. It's an anniversary. Oh, honey, let's go to the beach this weekend. Can't. <laughs> there's a ball game. Or, well, now, not, now, for me, that's working purposes. Now, for a fan, if you're the nice husband, you say, yes, absolutely, dear, and then watch the game in your hotel room. Right. But I had to say no. Or move things around because of responsibilities in working in sports media. Right. So I guess I should amend that to say, for me, being in sports, at the time I wasn't. I was 23 years old and still wet behind the ears. I didn't know what I was doing. But I knew what field I wanted to go into and was heading into. I hadn't even started in radio yet when I got married. 
But it turned out that I got into the field that I said I was going to get into and had to work every time uh, mm-hmm. the date fell on a football date. Just get married in the summer. Pay the extra money. It'll be warm at your wedding. You can have it outside. Yeah. And you will, you, your anniversary every year I'll tell you what, could though, be phenomenal. I tell you what, though, <laughs> there's no prettier time in this state than in, the, in September. That's true. Could you get maybe a late spring, too? September in Oregon is about as nice as it gets yeah. anywhere on the planet. I don't know. You're a beaver season ticket holder. That's that's prime territory right there. You're like, now, well, now honey. Phil, I... Phil, you don't have to worry about the ensuing date. So, yeah, this year during the bye week, perfect for you. Yeah. But for husband and wife, if one of them really wants to go to the game, so, so yeah, that'll you... be a problem forever. So every, you know, every Saturday as you're getting ready in the fall to uh... – to, to get ready to go to the football game, all you have to do during the anniversary is shoot him a quick text. Uh, yeah, I'll be at the game today, but happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys you guys for sure enjoy it. Hopefully you didn't want to come to the game. You kids go have a fun time. That's funny. All right, so what else we have? Uh, 541 asks, isn't Colorado home game? No. That would be fun, though, but it is not. It'll probably have to wait until next year. Yeah, that one's on the road. Uh, let's see. Glenny texts in uh, about the new San Jose State Stadium. Yeah, what did he say? Uh, it was just a picture. It was, I think, it was like a, U, a YouTube. Yeah, they it just uh, promoting their new stadium. That's all. Not something I can read on the air. Uh, Bob Keith sent in his pocket schedule. Let's run through it. San Jose State, uh, San Jose State win. UC Davis win. San Diego State win. Wazoo loss. Interesting. Utah win, Cal win, UCLA win, Arizona win, Colorado win, Stanford win, UW win, Oregon win. So he has them taking a loss in the first conference game of the schedule and then running the table, winning eight in a row to finish the season and finishing 11-1. and one. Um, Bob, do you have a result? Uh, well, we don't know what the other, the, the if anyone else went 12-1, there would be some, or 11-1, and there would be some tiebreakers. But thank you, Bob. That would certainly put them in the playoff conversation with one loss. Let's see. Uh, Doug from Salem text in. Said last year had a high of eight wins, so I was very happy with ten. Now I'm going with nine wins without analyzing the schedule. The biggest improvement for next year will be on the new side. Fans uh, will be right there on top of the visiting team's bench. Really looking forward to this year's season. Go Beavs. Went on a tour yesterday, John. Oh, my goodness. It is going to be nice. They're a nice structure. Really? Um, it, it is coming along quite well. Uh, Mike in Seattle, we already talked about. Dave texting in. Um, let's see. He he listens from. Uh, this is a clue question yeah, that you could thanks, probably Dave. answer. I saw that. Thanks for the props. Uh, CVB Texan OSU Goodyear injury wise without number one quarterback and receiver. Uh, last three quarters of the year, but your backup kept winning games. So I when I think of that, I mean I kind of the the quarterback was was unlucky, but Ben did a pretty good job, so it kind of mitigates it. If yeah. he was bad, then it would be like, oh man, that was that was a terrible injury. But with Ben playing well, yeah, that was good. But was if it was like injuries on the defense, say Omar or and Kyrie got hurt, and someone in the secondary got hurt, then we'd be saying, oh, that's that's a that's an injury bit near your best unit gets uh, gets. Sort okay. of sapped a little bit. And one last one. Uh, any idea on, oh, the homecoming question. I'm guessing All right, we UCLA. Have, we game. have just a few minutes. Let's rip through this, and then we can uh, spend a little more time on it tomorrow. We do have guests, though, uh, the rest of the way. Other opponents. Arizona has Northern Arizona at Mississippi State and Texas El Paso. Arizona State has uh, Southern Utah 
S-U-U, I had to think about that. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State and Fresno State, and those are all home games. Yep. They'll um, be hot. Cal has at uh, UNT, what's that? North Texas. North Texas, yep. At UNT? Yeah. Huh. And, and then they come home for Auburn and Idaho. And then they have to go to Washington to start league play. Stanford is at Hawaii, at USC, Sacramento State. And then, of course, they have uh, Notre Dame at the end of the year as their other non-conference game. So that's, Stan- that's Stanford. Yeah, Colorado has at TCU, you already mentioned this, Nebraska and Colorado State at home. Utah, Florida on a Thursday night at home, at Baylor and Weber State at home. Oregon has Portland State at Texas Tech and Hawaii at home. UCLA has CCU. CCU. Coastal. Coastal Carolina, I guess, at San Diego State and then UNC, uh, North Carolina Charlotte. UNCC, I'm assuming that's what that is. Uh, USC. Nor- Northern Colorado. Oh, Northern Colorado. No, no, that would be UNC. This is UNCC. U- oh. I think it's uh, hmm. Carolina Charlotte. All right. USC, San Jose State, the week before we play San Jose State. Nevada at home. Then their other is at Notre Dame later in the season. Washington opens with Boise State at home, Tulsa at home, and then at Michigan State, MSU. And I had to think, they played them this year. They're going to go home and home. Then Wazoo is at CSU, Colorado State, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wisconsin at home. And Northern Carolina at home, and I chuckle because I read something this morning on Twitter. Wisconsin going to Pullman is the first Power 5 school to go to Pullman since Illinois did it back in 1998. That's and crazy. And Illinois is kind of known, they're, they're a mid-range Power 5, right? Right. Wisconsin's a blue blood name. That's a big get for them to get that home and home. And again, they won at Wisconsin this year. I don't think it's going to happen again. I think they're going to lose at home. We're done. Great show. We'll do it again tomorrow. K-E-J-O Corvallis. And translator, K-229-D-I Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.